thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Rich. Welcome to Sporty number 12? Uh, yeah, I got a... 12. We are number 12. Number 12. So who's that, Rich? Who, who's number twelve? Oh, I'm Christ. trying to so oh. fucking tired. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh, Br- Br- Tom Brady. And he number twelve. Tom Brady. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we took a little vacation, but we're back, and it's the Olympics, and I couldn't give a shit less. But you know, there's some things coming out. We're gonna talk about. You know, it's other two training camp has started. Uh, baseball starting to matter. Yeah, I mean, should, where should we start first, there, Chief? I mean, let's go with the with with the Olympics. Get it out of the way. I mean, the big story as of we're recording right now is uh, Phelps just won his 20th gold medal for his career. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I. Dude, I can't think of a more dominant athlete in his sport in the Olympics in my lifetime. And this is his fourth Olympics, right? I believe so. so yeah. How old was he in his first? I mean, even if he's 18, he's 34 now. Uh, it might be his third Olympics. I think I want to say he's like 31. I don't know. Can you compete when you're in? Well, yeah, yeah. All those gymnasts are like in their teens still. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I remember when I hit, you know, a certain age was, you know, realizing that, wow, the gymnasts I watched on TV are younger than me, and I'm not even old enough to legally smoke yet, you know, it was just weird, so, yeah, so, yeah, maybe, maybe he has, because I think he's, like, 31 or 32. The man was born in 1985, June 30th. So, he's 31. You're right, he is 31. 
So damn, minus sixteen. He's fifteen years old. His first Olympics. Ah, uh, doesn't sound right to me, but it might be. I don't know. His first one was was two thousand four. It's got to be if it's if it's his fourth Olympics. Yeah. All right then. Yeah, he was fifteen. Damn. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. didn't start winning till his second Olympics. Which might be. That could be plausible. I mean, fifteen-year-old body is no match up against a, an adult male's body in any sporting activity. Really, you don't have the muscle mass. You know, you're still growing. So, oh, good for Michael Phelps. But yeah, you I don't care. But yeah, he's flipping the establishment the bird. Like, yeah, I smoke bong hits and I win gold medals. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I, he's not saying that, but that could be like kind of the subtext with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a very interesting bullet to put in the chamber of the pro-marijuana side because you always hear well, it's not what we're putting in our chambers rich well i know i know but you always you always hear oh well it's going to affect the performance and it's going to lessen the performance and you know it's going to to basically just be bad for the athlete and here you have a gentleman along with probably at least half the nfl of course, they can't be open about it yet. But, you know, here you have a guy, 31 years old, and he's been dominant at least for the last eight years in his sport in the Olympics, the last three Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking scorched earth policy dominant. No one has fucked with him. Even if he didn't win a gold medal one time, you can't tell me who did. That's how dominant he's been. Even yeah. if he lost a race... For a silver, you don't know who won gold unless you really follow swimming. And I think, too, when that came out, that was a non-story. Because what I really saw was, wait, you're telling me somebody in college did some bong hits? No fucking way. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, how, that's how I felt about it. Like, granted, you know, there's that whole conversation of, well, when you're a professional athlete, you have a certain image to maintain. I get that, but come on. Isn't that like just part of the college experience now is it like more socially acceptable i mean i'm standing in a state telling you this where marijuana is legal <laughs> so i mean has it well, just do we really give a fuck that much about it anymore well let's let's also stop being hypocrites and if there was a picture of him not even at a nightclub let's say it was at a black tie event and he had a glass of wine in his hand mm-hmm as long as he wasn't sloppy drunk and, and TMZ or whoever couldn't report that, no one would even fucking give it a second thought last wine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and as, long as, you, as long as you're not going all Johnny Manziel, exactly. <laughs> they're not going to care. Exactly. Unless you have a documented history of a problem with alcohol, no one's going to give a shit. But yet, oh my God, he did a bong rip. And I remember like, oh, he's going to lose sponsors and he's going to lose so many millions of dollars and... I mean, there was even rumblings. I, I never, I don't think this was an actual, he was ever in danger of losing a chance at the Olympic team. They wanted him to. And they were vocal, just like just like any idiot minority. The, they tend to be more vocal than the, than the majority of people who are like, what the fuck ever, I don't care. Is he hurting mm-hmm. anyone? And in the end, if he's hurting someone, he's hurting himself. And we'll find out when he goes to try out for the team. Yeah. Well, this isn't pay to get into the Olympics. Olympics. This isn't your your your, your crotch droppings uh, little league that you pay, and then he has to play, and they have to bat him. That's how come the lineup has fifteen fucking players in it. This is 
this is the best of the best. If he wasn't the best, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be there. So, mm-hmm. to me, it just right there. It disarms the anti marijuana crowd with their oh, it's going to affect performance. And like I said, I mean, how many former NFL players have come out? At least half the league. It's like the same people that come out and say, well, how? Look at you know, people go, you shouldn't drink and be an athlete, and then people who. For what hey, I, Bruce, get that memo. <laughs> stat will come out and say, hey, Bruce, look at Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle's really the one they go to on that one. And yeah, that's course, true. And, of course, the, the you shouldn't drink and, and be a, come back with, yeah, but how much better would Mickey Mantle have been? Well, here's the bottom line. He can't be, Michael Phelps cannot be better than he is right now. What is there? Is there is there super double, triple A gold medals that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. Is it, like, is it like when it, we... we, we you used to go, you know, gold and then platinum records, and then they started. People started selling ten million records, and they had to invent diamond. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, is 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 that what we're gonna do here? So, oh, well, from here on out, all he's doing is he's breaking his own record. Oh yeah, he's definitely padding the stats. I mean, he's making it so it's like, okay, well, how many decades at minimum is it gonna be before we see another person that can do this? I mean, you might never. You might never. I mean. When's the last time we saw somebody like this? Probably the most dominant athlete in the Olympics before him in my lifetime. And I barely remember him in the Olympics. I remember him post-Olympics more, especially, well, her now. I say, oh, is it your girl Caitlin? Jenner, yeah. So, I mean, that's once in a, in a generation right there. And, I mean, before him you had, like, who, Jim Thorpe, who excelled at, like, so many different sports. It's ridiculous. Like when the, I'm surprised his name isn't brought up more when people talk about greatest all-around athletes because that guy did everything. So, and that was like what early 1900s. So I mean, that's once every three generations. I mean, it's to me, it's but, it's but okay. Well, anytime you say anything in the early part of the century, I start. Well, was it was it was it white on white competition? To me, dude, Thorpe competed in so many different sports. I don't know, to be honest with you. I know he at one point he played football, he was in track, he was an Olympian, he was a professional athlete who was outstanding, he was a college athlete who was outstanding. I don't know. I just know that I remember reading up on him at one point because I got I got basically dick slapped in the face by this guy in an argument about greatest all-around athlete ever, and he brought up Jim Thorpe, and I sat there and went, who the fuck is that? And he just hit me with shit left and right to the point where I went home and actually, like, hopped on the internet and was like, oh, fuck. I'm glad I shut my mouth when I did because you made me look like an asshole if I kept arguing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just interested to see who we competed against. I'm not trying to tarnish man's legacy because I have no idea, but it's just just the same thing when you bring up Babe Ruth. It's like, eh, was he allowed to compete against everybody or was he blowing away just white dudes? Is just... It's whenever you bring up anything, like you know, pre nineteen sixty four, really, quite honestly, or you know, for baseball pre nineteen fifties, you know, it's because wasn't it like thirty six? Jesse Owens was a big deal because a black guy was in the Olympic Games, or was that just because it was in Germany and Hitler was like, "Wow, what's going on here? Who let this guy in?" I want to say it's more that than the than the first one, but I mean, it's not like look. It's not like we don't have a shameful fucking history of, you know, racial bullshit in the U.S., so Mm -hmm. can't even lay that one all at Hitler's feet. I mean, he, you know, 
what what mm-hmm. the fuck ever. He wasn't exactly. I'm not. I'm not saying he was the Malcolm X of that situation, but he damn sure wasn't. You know, the catalyst that 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 caused racial issues here in America. So, mm-hmm. but I, to me, it's just. I think this is one of those streaks that. I don't think I'll ever see broken. It's like DiMaggio's hitting streak. I don't think I. I don't think I'll ever see it broke, broken. Broken. And now it might mm-hmm. somewhere down the line because the game will change and they'll change the rules. They'll change the you know the you know I mean think about the the, the, the big difference from the dead ball to the live ball era in baseball. You know where mm-hmm. if you hit ten home runs, you were leading the league. You were a god. Who knows? I just know that like you, even though I don't smoke weed, I do take enjoyment in the, him. You know. Kind of carrying that flag proudly, like I when he retires, I, if he do, if he isn't the spearhead of the legalized movement, I don't know who they could get that would be a better example. You know, and it's it's the old argument too. But you know, I always I always ask people, who would you rather want to walk into a room full? If you walk into a room full of ten people, would you rather them be drunk or high? <laughs> bottom, bottom line. Yeah, I mean you that's know? not even that's not even up for debate in my book, but. <laughs> exactly. The high people are all going to be quiet watching TV. <laughs> Someone's ordering a pizza if the pizza's not already there and eating. Drunk people, uh, someone's shirt's going to be off. Some people might be fucking somebody. Some people might be fighting. <laughs> Everyone will be yelling. <laughs> yeah. And it's in. Well, then you have the, uh, the type of people who are like, I'd rather just walk into a room and nobody be doing anything. And those type of people well, that. No one invited you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, they're the ones that yell the loudest, even more so than the drunk people. So, yeah. but staying on the Olympics here for a sec, uh, just like you, I really don't give a shit. Excuse me about the Olympics. Um, haven't in a lot of years. When I was a kid, I kind of liked the swimming and diving events because I did a lot of swimming and shit. And I used to I, back in when I wore a, a younger and thinner man's clothes, I used to actually get up on platforms and dive off them Not with any degree of like like i was not good at it but i had fun doing it so i like to watch you know men women didn't matter because i just go that shit's insane but now i being definitely an outsider looking in i'm just amazed at some of the shit that i'm just reading i mean we're what olympics opening ceremonies was friday yeah okay we're four days in and stories are just rolling in of like a perfect example i'm going i'm going to butcher names here so get the fuck over it if you're listening, or send us a, an email or post on Facebook or Twitter about how I don't know how to read names, whatever. Anyways, uh, Simone Biles, I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced, 16, uh, she's a U.S. gymnast, and she became the first uh, black world champion. And apparently, an Italian gymnast decided that she was going to make a joke, in her opinion, and say maybe next time we'll paint our skin black so we can win. Uh, which, uh what? Well, here's kind the thing: the chick who said it came in fifth, anyways. So, mm-hmm. what are you crawling about? I mean, that's you. You didn't come in second. Yeah, her argument holds a lot more water if she comes in second, third. But yeah, down in fifth, you're now in the in the realm of sour grapes. Yeah, and then of course. You know, the backlash comes out, and of course, it, it's on social media, like everything is these days. She went to Twitter, and she said, I want to apologize with the American girls. I didn't want to sound rude or racist. I love Simone. I'm a huge fan of the U.S. gymnastics team. I've made a mistake. I'm not perfect. I was too nervous, and I didn't think about what I was saying. I'm just human. I'm so, so sorry. And of course, I'm not a racist. Here's here's my thing. 
I don't know gym. I don't know gymnastics that well, but I'm pretty much thinking that if you are going to be on the U.S. Olympic team and you're going to be on the Italian Olympic team, you're probably not training together. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm coming from. You're not. You're not. You're not sharing training, competing, and living outside of that together. You would rather her have owned it, wouldn't you? Have? Well, I mean, okay. If 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 I'm on a sports team. If I'm play, if I play professional baseball and on the road and on my team is a is a like one of my best friends and he's black and I'm white and we room together when we're on the road we hang out together during the games before the games outside of the games there might be some jokes that if you heard them from the outside you'd be like oh shit you know that they, they just got all racial with each other but they're jokes to us for her to claim it's a joke. And like you know, oh, I, I love her, and and you know, I'm a huge fan. Well, you should know one. You don't crack jokes like that about someone that you're not that close with in public. Yeah. If that's a, if that's a joke between you and her, you crack it to her. You know, it's like you like the rest of us tell your racial jokes in your living room among your friends. <laughs> or you or you wait to, you know, if. If you're really that close with her, and you and let's say she did come in second, you wait till you're off the podium and you're away from the cameras and shit, and you lean over and go, you know, next time I'm gonna paint myself black so I can win. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. crack the joke to her, not to somebody completely unrelated to her. It gets overheard, and then you're sorry because you got caught. But it's just it's funny to me because I thought we were kind of over this shit. Oh like, fuck sports. no! No no in sports. I mean, because, like, remember about 20 years ago when Tiger won his first major and that, that dude come out and it was like, well, I guess he's going to go celebrate by eating some fried chicken and watermelon or something. Oh, Fuzzy Zeller. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that was 20 years ago. And people were like, dude, did you just say what the fuck we thought you said? Are you serious? <laughs> like, we don't care that you're, the like, the old crazy uncle who... You know, everyone hates to be around at, at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking say shit like that. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, so, may, you know, maybe it's because you uh, name me one at one athlete in the last twenty years in the in the baseball, football, NBA, hockey, who you think would come out and say some shit that blatant? In the, Charles uh, Barkley. Barkley, I got to give a pass to because Barkley rips on everybody. Well, that's I think, what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought I gave him a fair answer. <laughs> you would say some crazy shit, uh, J- John Rocker. <laughs> that's the only one. That's honestly who I was thinking of. And and what happened to Rocker? Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Jew York? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. So right there, I'm like, all right, maybe it's hey, maybe in maybe in Italy they don't have. As as complicated of, of a racial issue as we do here, so that so they don't understand that you can't joke about certain things in public unless you have that past that says you can. And I, I don't know, I don't know. To be honest with you, don't really give a fuck enough to know about. You know, it's like Patrice O'Neill says, "I'm an American. I'm allowed to be arrogant." Like everybody knows who our president is, and then someone from like. Uruguay comes up and goes, you know who my president is? And I'm like, ah, I don't want to hear that shit. Go away. Go on. I don't have to know who your president is. Go on. Mm, mm. So I, I don't really care what fucking goes on in Italy as far as the, the inner working politics and, and shit of their sports people. I just think it's funny that she's sorry she got caught. 
That's what she's sorry about. That, but the thing is, is most of these apologies nowadays, that's what they are. Whether it's in sports or anything else. It's pretty much, it should just be like, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm sorry you're all pissed off now. You know, there's, a, there's, there's not a lot of, there's something to be said for owning something. You know, I, uh, and I think that might be some of the appeal of Donald Trump. That's a different podcast. Come back August 20th, by the way, unregimented. But, yeah, I just feel any of these apologies nowadays, it's just, it's it's pretty much just that's what it's saying. You know, when Kobe was making his apology, you know, I'm sorry. It should have said, I'm sorry I got caught fucking white bitches. You know, like, it's really all it is anymore. None of these apologies are sincere. No one cares. She's She put that out there so she can keep being on the Italian gymnastics team. Yeah, and place in fifth, so she mm-hmm. most likely will be an also ran. If this isn't because she's, I think she's eighteen, which is like what forty in the NBA for gymnast for a gymnast. Yeah, like, like so. Yeah, so she maybe if she's really lucky and stays in really really good shape, has one more Olympics left in her, and if she's placing fifth, maybe she's running the top third of her team, and then will hey. get her buy her a, a, a spot on the end of the bench. I don't know. Once again, I don't know the ins and out workings of gymnastics enough, nor do uh, I. Oh, Rich. She's getting old, right? She needs to get that edge back. You know who she could call? A-Rod. A-Rod's hook up. Oh, yeah, yeah. His uh, 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 PED supplier. You're like, listen, I know you just retired, so let me get that number <laughs> so I can win this gold medal. Yeah, hey, you know, decent point because... I mean, here's what I think is funny. Isn't A-Rod, and yeah, that's that's a segue into... I guess, I'm trying to segue, Rich. <laughs> no, no, I got you, I got you, I got you, but I was thinking, I, I had one more story, but it doesn't really matter, because it's, it's once again about bullshit in the Olympics and... See, uh, what was it, is it the Japanese dude who ran up a $5,000 phone bill playing Pokemon Go? Uh, appar- apparently, and I'll just, I'll just throw it out there, and then, because I don't even know how to pronounce this guy, Al Trotwig... Uh, apparently there's the same American gymnast that got the comment about from the Italian gymnast uh, was adopted by her grandparents and he refers to when they in the, they show her grandparents in the crowd they say he goes well there's her grandparents and people are like why aren't you calling them her parents and he responded back with because they're her grandparents they're not her mom and dad <laughs> So Emily Mingus, name doesn't mean anything to me. Supposedly she's somebody because she's covered in this article. Came back, said, stop calling her parents, her grandfather and grandmother. Uh, A, oh, oh, stop calling her parents, her grandfather and his wife, because apparently I guess grandpa got remarried. Uh, A, Nellie is more important than his wife. I'm assuming that's his, it's her step-grandmother. And B, they are her parents. So this is, once again... We have to raise hell about semantics and can't even, dude, what do you, okay, my grandmother pretty much raised me. You know what I called her? I called her what she asked me to call her. She asked me to call her Nana. So I called her Nana. To the day she died, right? Mm-hmm. If I was on TV and I was a, a sports person and someone said, uh, you know, there's Richard and his proud grandmother in the stands, I wouldn't be like, oh. She's my nana. She's not my but she's bull. You know, so people. That's the thing though. People get upset over semantics. First of all, they don't fucking know you called her nana. Shut the fuck up. I mean, that should shouldn't that be the end of the argument? Like, 
the, I think the last thing the announcers needed to be briefed on was what you, you know what I'm saying, is what you called them. Exactly. Like, they got better, they got better shit to worry about. They don't give a fuck about you. They're filling time with you, and they're moving on. If you win something, they'll talk about you again. Well, I think, what I want, what I, the one thing I wanted to say was, I think this speaks to, and I don't necessarily care about the backlash, and I don't necessarily care about what, what he calls, the announcer, what he feels is right to call him or not. I think it's, this is how much we don't give a shit about the Olympics, that we have to turn it into some sort of human interest story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's not just enough that these are the best athletes at the at these sports each country has to offer. There has to be some story arc to them. And, you know, it, it's when well, they came from this, and then they overcame this, and then now they're here, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, can't they just be good athletes? I mean, I get that we're America. We want entertainment constantly. And we, we want, now we want our athletes, a.k.a. entertainers, to have entertaining backstories. But, I mean, this is just ridiculous. Like, everybody has to have a fucking rags to riches story or overcoming well, well, something story. Well, isn't that like the American Idol effect, though? Isn't that like what, isn't that where that came from? Is the whole backstory phenomenon thing? I mean, isn't that a byproduct of that? So, yeah, I mean, I'd say reality TV, but yeah, American Idol... Hey! And look who's on the fucking Olympics. Ryan fucking Seacrest. You think that's a coincidence? I bet you he's the one doing that shit. Well, I mean... Because what a lot of people don't... sports do it, too, so... Because a lot of people don't know about that guy. He's a big fuck... He's, you know, other than being, you know, fucking vanilla talent, uh, he is actually... He's a producer. Like, he produces, like, the Kardashian shows and shit. He produces a whole shit ton of shows for E. So... Oh no, he oh, learned no. he learned from Dick Clark. That that man is going to hand down wealth to his family when he dies. Not he, they're not going to be rich. They're going to be wealthy. Wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean it, I don't uh, like Brewster's millions in today's money. Wealthy. Like I don't know how they're going to blow it, but that's neither here nor there. So that's that was just a little story. Now back to A-Rod. A-Rod mm-hmm. of course says he's retiring at the end of the end of the week. 5 years too late. <laughs> that's my opinion. I'd say yeah. You you could start at five and even go down to like maybe three. Uh, whatever that, did whatever to me the season whatever did he miss like an entire season because of an injury? That should have been the season where he'd been like, hey, no, he missed because entire, after he missed an entire season because he was suspended. Oh, that too. But, but last but year saying, he had a he had a comeback year for him. I mean, but no, I know. Before all the PED stuff, didn't he? Wasn't he had something that took him out for the whole year, pretty much? Like he played, you know, maybe a couple games in April and a couple games in September, but that was it. I mean, that ever since that year, it, it's just been a slow decline, and the PED shit showed up, and he pulled his you know, back out, humping Madonna. Yeah, two thousand. That dude should have called it a career in like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. You think he should have? Re- Honestly, all, all jokes aside, you think he should have retired after he won the World Series in two thousand nine? <laughs> Quite honestly. Yeah, but at that point he hadn't he hadn't been caught and nailed to the wall, dead to rights with PEDs. And at that point he But was all the rumors were swirling around him. Should have pulled Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. But just because there's rumors, the only and I mean and not I'm not defending him. I'm definitely not. I mean, take a look at Barry Bond's rookie card and take a look at his last year playing card and tell me the man I know, right? On something. Same Your thing with Mark 
Mark Same thing with Mark McGuire. Like, because I, I, I remember, like, when McGuire's going through all that, I remember, like, because I was an adult, but I remember he came in the league when I was a little kid, and I was paying attention to him when he came in the league. And I remember looking at him like, that's the same fucking dude? Like, and Barry Bonds, the same thing. Like, I've seen your baseball cards, like, five, seven years ago. You did not look like that. You were tiny men. Yeah, well, Mark McGuire, one thing I'll give him is I had his 84 Olympic uh, baseball team rookie card that Topps put out. And he always had a big-ass, thick, tree-trunk neck. But then he had these little twiggy arms compared to what he was. Yeah! Even when he left Oakland, and which was like three, four years before he broke the, the home run record. So, still, but... Anyways, yeah, um, he, he was... I know what he was thinking. I know what A-Rod was thinking. I have a chance to be the all-time home, home run king. As it stands right now, he's number four. So... He's like, I, I'm, I'm go, you know, and he's number four. Think about who he's number four behind. He's number four behind Bonds, Aaron, and Ruth. He's at, I believe, 696. So if he was able to play at the level he played last year for just this season and, 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 the, and maybe half as well as he did in 2015 and the 2017 season, it's conceivable he could break that record. And that's what he was thinking. Now then he then he did get caught and it took everything off the it's all gone. He's no longer a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's <clears throat> he's definitely he might even have fucked up his chances at the Hall of Fame period. I mean the the sports writers for baseball are the most finicky of any fuck buddy who votes anybody into the Hall of Fame in any sport. So Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of guys that they won't vote in first time where I've been like, What? What are, Huh? Like, that's to me, the baseball's got to have the most politics with some of the votes that, I don't know. And I think letting writers vote is dumb, but that's just me. Well, I mean, it was said before Bonds was even, maybe not suspected of juicing, but before it became, like, blatantly obvious he had done it and was doing it, that he wasn't going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer simply because of his attitude. Mm -hmm. Now, to me... If you're talking the Hall of Fame, it should be based on your numbers, period. If you have guys like Ty Cobb in there, I mean, Ty Cobb was probably the biggest bastard in all of sports. I mean, it, I can't really think of anyone who played at his level who was that much of a cocksucker. By the and, way, if, we were, if I was in the studio right now, we would be listening to Jim Leland yelling at Barry Bonds again. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm on the road. <laughs> gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so I, if he's in... You know, you can't you can't let. Well, I don't like the guy, and the guy was a dick to writers. Keep him out. But that's all. Like you said, that's all politics. What I think mm -hmm. is funny is that A Rod is getting a position in the front office with the Yankees. What and pumping I'm, interns? And I'm like, okay, are you fucking serious? He's they're hiring him for the front office. The Yankees. The Yankees who liaison of bitches. Well, from from. Everything that I get, like, he came in in 2004, and his his teammates called him a fraud. Uh, I mean, from the get-go, him and Jeter were fucking buttonheads. You don't, it's, you don't walk into the Yankees in 2004 and try to swing your dick over Jeter. You just don't do oh, it. Oh, fuck no. I mean, Jeter was the golden boy. And yeah. to this day is. I mean, the, the man fucked half of Manhattan, and... Kalamazoo's own, though. A lot of people yeah. don't, don't 
No, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes, Born he's a raised. boy. Yes. But the man fucked half of Manhattan, and he still had a pretty much spotless reputation. That's hard to do. I mean, ask ask any well-known womanizer. Maybe he's nice about it. <laughs> yeah, he Maybe cuddled him. after, bought him breakfast, left him cab fare. Well, from the, the rumors I've heard over the years... Left him a note, sorry about the herpes. He actually watches highlights of himself while getting the act on, allegedly. And he, that is, and he, that's some megalomaniac shit. And then he gives him... And, and then he gives him uh, a gift basket as a parting gift. So <laughs> must be a hell of a gift basket with a signed nice. with a signed picture of himself. Yeah. this is all alleged. This is all alleged. But it's a picture nude. Like, <laughs> hey, thanks for the sex. Here's a here's a nude picture of me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, once again, if, if if Jeter can do that, and he's still pretty much worshipped. And he was, and he ended up untainted. What the fuck did A Rod do in in the locker room and in that organization to be as disliked as he is? And also, why the fuck are the Yankees even throwing him a bone and giving him a position in the organization? Uh, because let's be honest here, you don't retire in the middle of the season. He's probably he's probably being cut. Maybe it's like a, a, a face saving move with the Yankees. Eh, we're kind of we're giving you a job. <laughs> you know, like okay. Well, first of all, his job is his title is a special advisor. <laughs> now, to me, that could mean anything from what Jim Leland did for Tony Larusa, advising pussy, <laughs> before, before he came back to coach the to manage the Tigers. To uh, this is a way to, to to save face for the organization and yourself, and we're going to send you a check just to go sit at home. And we're the Yankees, we can afford to do it. So just disappear quietly. Do not cause any problems for yourself or the organization because for better or for worse, you are going to be always associated with this organization. Mm-hmm. So... Steroids? <laughs> that too. Well, I mean, dude, I, look at how many Yankees have gone down, or former Yankees have gone down because of steroids. I mean, you had, you got Roger Clemens. You have David Cohen, not David Cohen, uh, uh, oh shit, oh boy, dude who looks like a fucking, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I, I, he had to be on, had to be on the, the, the Yankees in 2008, or 2000, uh, uh, Andy Pettit, thank you, Andy Pettit got caught with steroids. Oh, yeah, that's right. Giambi got caught with steroids. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, and these are these are not guys who did a season or two, moved on. These are guys who, I mean, Clemens and Pettit, that was their one-two punch. You can't really argue with that. That was like, that was ace number one and ace number two. So it's just, to me, it's just, the Yankees have no moral high ground to claim when it comes to the fucking steroids thing. In fact, really no team does at this point. Because they all knew what was going on. They all turned a blind eye towards it. And that's mm-hmm. how come I say fuck it. Take all this. Take all the asterisks out. Take all the. Just, just put like we had the dead ball era. You had the live ball era. You got the steroid era. Just call it that. It's what it. it, it it's what it was. And I didn't hear baseball bitching when after they completely shot themselves in the foot and almost lost their spot in the top three. I mean, dude, when they went when that that strike in the middle of the night of uh, the nineties. Did it almost cost them their spot? Period. Like, dude, you had the NHL 
You had NASCAR. You had college football that was threatening to overtake baseball. Football did flat out. Mm-hmm. Football is king now in this country. You not fuck with football. That's how come the NFL can get away with murder. But I mean, it's just I don't know. The Yankees to me, it's maybe I, this is this is why I'm not a general manager and I don't I'm not a team president because I would look at A Rod and go, look, motherfucker, you want to retire? Retire. All right. No, we're not giving you one last year to go around and do the do the, the goodbye tour. No team's going to give you shit for for you know every stop your last game in in town. Just retire and go away. That's it. We're, I'm not we're not giving you a position. No. Yeah. Way. Why do you why do you have to get the extra ball washing treatment? It's the it's the ego of the athletes, man. So you got pictures of somebody. I know it's I know it's a fictional TV show. Somebody fucking Steinbrenner's corpse. I know. It's got that on film. And despite the fact it's a fictional TV show, there's got to be at least a couple grains of truth in there. But the last episode of Ballers, one of the guy, one of the, the older football players, he got released, and now he's going around to teams who want to sign him. And, I mean, he's getting tremendous offers. And all he's all, his only response is, where's the love? Like, case in point, he goes to New Orleans. They offer him, I think in the show he's like 33. Mm-hmm. They offer him a three-year deal worth thirty million. He's a receiver. That's a pretty fucking good deal for a thirty-three-year-old receiver. That's ten right? million a year, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, you know. So his thing was he, any million a year. He just anyway. starts with the where's the love? Because uh, you know, Coach Payton didn't come out to see him, and Drew Brees wasn't there, and why? Michael, who do you think we are, motherfucker? Justin Timberlake? What do you mean, where's the love? But like, you know that's ha- you know that's had to happen. You know there's been players sitting there who were offered contracts that they're no way worth, and they're going, I, I just I'm not feeling it. Where's my respect? Getting all that's uppity. A- well, it's this bullshit respecting. Yeah, it- and we we've talked about it a few times before, but like it- I blame okay, rap music. It is a hood mentality. Let's just call it what it is. It's a hood mentality. I'm not, and I'm not I'm not being facetious. I really it's that's where it comes from, man. I'm fucking. We grew up, you know, you grew up and live where you lived, and I grew up, and yeah, I grew up in the burbs, but I grew up around, you know, we had the housing project in our district. I mean, you know, I was around the mentality, yeah, man, that's fucking how it is. Like, that's where that shit comes from. And where's if we can offer $30 million, man, I, in my book, that's love. Hey, coach couldn't make it out. All right, we signed this deal. <laughs> you know, like exactly. coach couldn't make it today, but he sent thirty million of his friends. All right, it, you know, like exactly. and and to to relate it back to the A Rod thing, that's part of the you know. There's always been over the years. I've read a few different articles, whether online or in actual print magazines. And A Rod's always bitched and moaned behind the scenes that he's not got the love and respect that Jeter did. And the thing is, well, you okay? If you wanted that, you should have stayed with the same t- one, stay with the same team. For your entire fucking career. Two, keep your fucking nose clean. And three, don't be a prima donna about shit. You never, ever heard about problems with Jeter and negotiating of his contract. Rich, those three things are so... That is a bridge too far for a lot of dudes. I mean, just pick a few 30 for 30s. And that'll be like three common threads between, you know, what half of those things are about. Dudes who couldn't do those three things. Well, staying with the same team. It's a pretty short list, man. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? 
staying with the same teams is kind of a hard thing to do these these days. I'll give that one is that just that that helps your case. That's the that's the gravy on the mashed potatoes to help your case if you want that respect and the love that Jeter gets. But I mean, still, you know, and I don't with the keeping your nose clean. It, it, the only thing I can think of maybe is we've talked about it. And we know it goes on is when you are when someone figures out you're good at sports as a young age, you all of a sudden just start getting shit handed to you and handed to you and handed to you, and you just keep getting bailed out and bailed out and bailed out. And it's I think it's the fear of not it. It's they don't have the fear of something to lose. You know, like me personally, like I got a job three four years ago where I got like a thirty three percent raise. And holy shit, am I afraid to lose that? It, like, I'm keeping my nose clean, making sure I'm doing a good job, all that stuff. And I think these dudes, they don't get that feeling because they've just been, for, you know, by the time they get to the pros, it's been decades of blowjobs and ass kissing and sweeping shit under the rug. And I think maybe the, the fear the, or the lack of a fear of nothing to lose is, hurts half of these dudes. Like, maybe you'll just be like, oh, whatever, I'll just go to another team. You know, maybe maybe it's that kind of attitude. It's You know, someone will sign me. Jerry Jones will sign anybody. You know, maybe maybe that's out there. Well, the, the, it's, yeah. It's, you definitely, once you, once you start getting treated like royalty and you get over the awkward, well, I mean, some people don't even have that awkward, like, whoa, why am I being treated like this stage? Some people are like, you damn right. That's how I should have been, been treated since the day I fucking fell out my mom's fucking crotch. That's right. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm not wearing like that, man. Like, I was telling someone about my when I got promoted this week. One of the people in the stores. I was like, "Wait, you're gonna pay me to do what? And you're gonna pay me more? And I'm gonna be doing less physical work? Huh? You know, like, all right. But I'm not wired to be like, yeah, that's right. It's about time. You know, should have been paying me this eight years ago. No, it's not. I guess. I guess maybe. Maybe I'm not fully alpha male like that. Maybe that's, is that an attitude that it takes to be in sports? Or do you think maybe that's, is that, is, here we go again. Is that millennial attitude in the sports? I mean, because it's definitely the athletes now. You're under 30, man, and you're in pro. I mean, those are millennial athletes. Is I think it, could it, it be that? I think it has to do more with upbringing. I, was, I mm-hmm. would say it's, it's more nurture versus nature. Um, because you have guys who... Like a local guy, look at Miguel Cabrera. He's like a big kid mm-hmm. out there when he plays. You can tell mm-hmm. the man enjoys playing baseball, being out there. Like mm-hmm. people come down to first, and he's joking with them, and you know, knocking his hat off and stuff, and you know, doing sack taps and shit, doing cup checks and all this shit. You don't do that if you're like, you know, you gonna give me my respect and blah blah blah, and you know, and that's your attitude. So, and he's a young guy. He's like what thirty? Well, he's thirty three now, but he's been that way ever since I can remember. Since two thousand baseball, that's long in the tooth, or at least for what he's supposed to be, that's long in the tooth. You know, uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably the biggest athlete under thirty in baseball is Mike Trout, and I don't get that from Trout. I don't get that. You know, you damn right, I deserve everything. Blah 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 blah. I. Maybe he now is. The is Bryce. Bryce Harper's. I get I that. Say now, yeah, I say in Bryce Harper that way. Like, yeah, that's right. Bryce Harper, bitch. You know, like, I've read a lot of stories about he, he's a dickhead. Well, there's also, it, it's funny because one of my favorite 30 for 30s, I think also did a lot of damage to the, the, the psyche of 
people in sports. And that's, they introduced this concept that's been around forever, but it reintroduced it in a way that's almost like with a chip on your shoulder, and it's this whole swag thing. And yeah, it's died off a little bit in recent years, but you still, you know, you still hear it referred to. And all swag is is short for swagger. Swagger is a term that's been around for fucking ever. I mean, you know, the the definition that was pretty much accepted when we were younger was someone comes swaggering in. I mean, someone comes strolling in, walk in with some with some attitude. Look out, big dick in the room. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah. Or as we, you know, as we called it when I was growing up, you know, getting big time. Someone come in and big time you. Yeah. You know, you try to talk to them and they're like, eh, okay, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, so, and you're like, what, who the fuck you big timing, dude? You ain't shit. Who are you? You know, like, mm-hmm. so I think that's that's really hurt a lot of athletes as far as attitude because, once again, we, we, we hold these people up. And, I mean, we hold the athletes up. And, yeah, they do a job where you have to have a certain disregard for your, your safety and you have to have a, an alpha male attitude of, there's nothing that can stop me until you absolutely get stopped. But there's also guys out there that played that were the best who were humble. It's just we don't hold them guys up anymore. We don't – those guys don't get the – the Tony Gwynns don't get held up, and he's one of the best hitters to ever fucking lace up a pair of cleats. You know? Well, sweetness. Sweetness was yes. a dickhead. Sweetness was a nice dude. You know, he, he, he is a legend in Chicago. He's a legend in the NFL, period. Yet, a lot of people, he didn't even score a touchdown in that Super Bowl, yet it wasn't a made a big deal about. He didn't go around shit and talk about, no one give me my respect. Dicka didn't let me get in get in and, 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 and score six. Imagine someone like, well, you can't say beast mode. Because, you know, as much as, as much as Marshawn Lynch, people, a lot of people didn't like that he didn't talk to the media and shit, I think that was because he probably was uncomfortable talking to the media. And he was yeah, like, he, he, his attitude was always like, I'm here to play football. Yeah, I'm not here to you know? dance for you. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't want to talk to you. I don't feel like I should have to talk to you. My job is to go out there on Sunday and play football. The end. Because like, I, I think he really was kind of more in tune with what I, I don't think a lot of guys that play any of these sports are that much anymore. Is like, dude, I just... I get paid an obscene amount of money to play a game, so I'm just going to go play the game. You know, he knew that's what it was. Like, I'm just a football player, man. You fucking, I got nothing to say. It, you know, and probably, too, with the way the media is now, he's probably watched a bunch of his peers get their words twisted and be like, fuck that, I ain't talking to them. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll leave it on the field. You could talk about what you saw on the field, exactly. you know. And, I mean, and on the flip side of him, because as much as I, as I respected Lynch for having that attitude, even though I'd understand it, made, it makes a it makes a reporter's job hard, almost impossible. But you know, I get it. He's like, "Look, man, you know why I'm here. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not about that talk. I'm just about what I do on the field. Yeah, All right? I'm all about that action, boss. Exactly, exactly. On the flip side of the coin of that, you had someone like Chad Johnson. I I never had a problem with the shit Chad Johnson pulled because I think Chad Johnson actually enjoyed playing the game. I think it was Joe like, Cinco. yeah, I think it was. He was self-aware enough to know that he was goofing on himself some of those times, but he was also kind of cocky with his shit. Whereas a guy like Terrell Owens, I just think didn't get it. I don't think Terrell Owens. I'll never forget a couple years after he retired. I don't know if it was he was forced out or he had actually retired, but his little reality show. There was clips of it going around 
And he's sitting there crying, and he's like, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. Nobody will sign me. Blah, 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 blah. And, he, like, I'm going, yeah, this is what people were trying to warn you about, dipshit. You made everybody hate you. You burned every bridge that you crossed. You know, this is what happens. Eventually, the talent goes away. Your body will betray you. Now what do you have? Nothing. I mean, I guarantee we'll see Chad Johnson somewhere down the road, maybe not on a national level, but definitely on a local level or on a smaller national level, doing football games or, or college football or something. Mm-hmm. And Terrell Owens probably could have done the same thing if he hadn't put fucking fire to every bridge he crossed. Now, <laughs> what would be really ironic is if we saw Marshawn Lynch doing football games. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And all, and all of a sudden he's talking to him and he's like, hey guys, how are you doing today? Great team down here at the stadium. He's, he's like the most... He's like, he, he becomes the best announcer ever, goes in like the announcer hall of fame. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen, he did a couple skits with uh, Gronk and uh, uh, Conan playing Madden or something like that? Did you ever see those? No. Like, the dude's funny. I mean, he's funny, and he talks, but he's just like, he's he's real reserved. You, he has to trust the situation, he has to trust he was. Did you ever watch the league? A uh, bit, yeah. So, some, uh, not religiously, he, but yeah. He was on the league all last year, or not all last year on the the season premiere, <laughs> and it was great because the, uh, the 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 scene he was in, it was totally fucking uh, playing on that last play in the Super Bowl. It was the guy was like, "Hey man, pass me that beer." He's like, "Give it to me. I'll get it there." He's like, no, man, you can throw it. He's like, no, give me the soda. I will get it to you. <laughs> like, no, just throw it. <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah. See, and once again, there you go. He didn't flip out about that. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah, he could have been in the locker room yeah. going, motherfucker, should have gave me the ball. You bit, you know, like, could have been cursing him out. Like, we lost. You know, could have, could have fucking hung Pete Carroll out to dry. You know, just made a Pete Carroll effigy and started burning it. Well, right after the Super Bowl at his press conference. But he didn't. No, that was the fans that started doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as they love Pete Carroll out in Seattle, because I uh, know a couple people who are natives from out there, also, they're, they're still real sour about not getting that, that Super Bowl. <laughs> they're like, really? Really? Yeah, and I'm like, I... Hey, man, dude, you got one. They, they wanted two, though. They are greedy. Like, yeah, oh, we like, could I point to him. I'm a Bucks fan. I got my one. I'm happy. Yeah. You know? The, look at these poor Detroit fans. They haven't even sniffed one. <laughs> yeah. So, who? the closest they've came to a Super Bowl is hosting two of them. That's it. So, <laughs> who, who, you know, what are you crying about? You know, you're like, you're like the person walking around with no shoes bitching to the guy with no feet. <laughs> Talking about, boy, these stones are killing my feet, man. Wish I had some shoes. Hey man, this gold brick is dusty. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, you're leaving the meat shop with a Virginia ham under your arm, bitching about. Well, I don't have any sides to go with it. Is there's a homeless person sitting there digging in the trash for food? Yeah, uh, man, I'm all alone. All I got is this ham. I got nothing to go with it. Meanwhile, the guy's eating a fucking cheeseburger wrapper because it's got cheese on it. I don't lick it from McDonald's licking it off. Yeah, that's a Lions fan, by the way. <laughs> Well, that guy. Speaking of football, it wouldn't oh, be. Oh yeah. It, would, it, it it really wouldn't be the beginning of football season if uh uh. Someone get arrested. Well, Fury <laughs> Goodell didn't didn't want to just 
act like he's judge, jury, and executioner. And uh, here we go. Have you been having fun in the off season? <laughs> Your urine looks a little cloudy there. Yeah, are we not enough fun for you here in the NFL? We're gonna, are, are we going to have to piss test you for adrenaline? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, and honestly, I really shouldn't. I shouldn't come down too hard on Goodell for this because well, yeah, because this incident isn't like that. <laughs> no, no, uh, it's a, a quip to live or to leave, and he actually was drafted by the Buccaneers, so I, I'm I, I'm well aware of his fuckery. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, apparently there was. Um, now he's on the Broncos, of course, uh, and there was a incident outside of a Dallas strip club. He ended up shot and released from the hospital the same night. He was shot. This was in June, and people close to the incident and close to the entire situation are saying that he's going to end up with half the season. And there's been some rumblings that, well, wait a minute, he hasn't even been charged, let alone convicted. Uh, you know, what are you suspending him for? And shenanigans is what he, the official reason is on ESPN.com. Shenanigans. No, it's not. It's <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> people who are pro Goodell is, well, because he's Roger Goodell and he can do what the fuck he wants. It's his league. But I think there is, I was being facetious, but I think there is some credence to my shenanigans argument. That's probably why he's doing it is, you know, knock that shit off, guys. Stop going out to the, you know, because let's be honest, unless he's Plaxico Burris, probably didn't accidentally get shot. You know, it could have been running his mouth or someone running his mouth to him. It, It could be him trying to send a message going don't put yourselves in those situations fuckheads stop it you know we're gonna and maybe he's being maybe he's made an example hey man right at least he's not ray rice all right you know ray rice got you know was probably in the heart of his career and peace out that's it you might play cfl maybe and i can't greg hardy's playing football here's the most fucked up thing about the whole ray rice thing is that you can't say, you can't be logical and reasonable about it because of his detractors. Not because of any other reason. Because you fucked up our fantasy football season that year, by the way. But it's, <laughs> you could point so your finger at so many players who've done worse and were given second, third chances, fourth chances. Yeah. Who weren't blacklisted for the rest of their fucking lives from the sport that they played. Greg Hardy was involved in a murder. <laughs> a someone no longer is breathing because of him. He is playing football. But Ray Rice slapped his wife in the elevator. Might slap her too hard because he had to drag her out. But still, I mean, are they both heinous crimes. Yes, but obviously loss of life, much more. And that dude's playing football. That's fucked up. Well, once again, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And we have decided as a society that we're just going to act like domestic violence is something that only happens to women, and it's only bad when it happens to women. And when there's, because we've talked about this in a prior episode, there's lesbians in the, in the WNBA, domestic violence cases, nobody's fucking blacklisted from, from ever playing basketball again, it's not front page news. You know, Hope Solo beats the shit out of her boyfriend. She's playing in the Olympics, all right? They're, they're, she's not banned for life. None of this shit. It's just 
we've decided as a society, I wasn't asked, but I, uh, we didn't even get a chance to vote, but we all have to live under the rule that we can't say anything like, well, gee, maybe he's paying too steep of a price. Well, I think this goes back to it's one of my new favorite phrases lately, because it applies so much, is we're back to things not fitting a narrative. It's not fitting the picture you want to paint, so we won't talk about it, and we will only talk about the things we would like to talk about because we have an agenda. Well, I mean, once again, I, I kind of feel, I mean, it's a completely different level of seriousness. One is domestic violence, which is, yes, a very serious issue, and one is players are basically at the whim of what Goodell wants to do to them, but they they got to be careful about speaking out about that, even if they're not involved in the situations or commenting on because look at what happened with James Harrison. James Harrison's been a very vocal critic of Goodell. James, Har- James Harrison, they tried to, 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 to attach his name to PED shit with no proof whatsoever on it, and Goodell was like, I want to meet with James Harrison. And James Harrison said, motherfucker, come meet with me. I ain't done nothing. <laughs> I ain't done nothing to go to the principal's office, so come to my house. Bitch. Pretty much. And I'm like, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. Because what this is really being set up to be, in my opinion, is what's going to happen is the next when this, when this collective bargaining agreement's over with, the next one's going to come up. And the NFL is going to give the players a little bit more leeway. So they're going to feel like they won some of the, their rights back. But it's going to cost them money. So in the end, the owners are going to get what they want anyways. And they're going to keep Goodell in there because that's all he is, is their fucking hire. He does not have a job if he's voted out by the majority of the owners. So the players are going to think they won, but they're all ultimately going to be sacrificing money. And when it comes down to it, what's really more important? When in these little skirmishes here and there with with the, with the shield or getting enough money playing the sport you love in a very short career to set up you and yours for the rest of your life and Goodell has has has, has turned this into a perfect storm of well I'm going to draw this line and fuck with me find out what happens to you and you got play and it, that's what's happening now it's like hey don't want my left hand's flipping you off. Don't worry about my right hand reaching around, snatching that money out your back pocket. Well, look at here. I'm flipping you off. You know, and the more he the more he does shit like this, gives someone half a season for something that he hasn't even been convicted of. Mm-hmm. Blacklist someone for, you know, a domestic violence incident. Look, you can't, bottom line, no one should be putting their hands on nobody. I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, man, should never hit a woman. No, no, no one should be hitting nobody. And I'm also one of the people that if someone hits you, you you got a right to defend yourself, regardless of who it is that hits you, man mm-hmm. or woman. All right, all there is to it. I mean, if if he'd have smacked, if Ray Rice would have smacked his wife, and his wife for whatever reason had a blade on her, pulled it out, and fucked him up, I wouldn't want to be the side member on that jury because she'd walk. I'd be like, well, look at that big motherfucker, look at her. Yeah, she she smacked on him, hit him, but I mean. You ain't gonna knock the bitch out. <laughs> I mean, I understand you strong and shit, but you can pull a punch. Can't you grab her and throw her down? You know what I'm saying? Like you can get your point across without cold cocking her to where you gotta drag her out, looking like some tales from the crypt shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it looked yeah, like he was no, going man. to bury a body. Shit was horrible. Yeah, but too, but you know, but you notice what the media does because 
they, they're currently doing it with they pretty much make you think if you're a black person under the age of uh, 21, you're just going to walk out of your house and be shot by a cop. It did, didn't it, remember it seemed like when that was going on, it made it seem like every woman was being beaten all across the country in every home, in every neighborhood. I know. I, yeah, it, it was, uh, there was so, there were so many quote unquote facts that were thrown out or statistics that were thrown out and called facts that made no sense. They contradicted each other. It was like listening to a preacher. It was like he contradicted himself left and right. If you couldn't, but here's the difference. You can call a preacher out on some shit. You can't call the collective you know, media and, and, and the social justice people out on anything anymore. Why not? Why? When did we make this decision and why weren't we at the meeting? I promise you, okay, I promise you, August 20th, it will be discussed, because that is on the itinerary. I don't have two subjects to bring up. I got one. And one of the subjects is, why in it? And this is a little preview for you people if you want to check out Unregimented, or maybe you came to us from Unregimented, you can go back. Cause we're getting At Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Here's the deal. Why the fuck did we let a bunch of fucking people who have no life experience walk in and start telling us that 2 plus 2 equals 5 now? I know, right? Like, that's half of the arguments I get into on social media. It basically starts turning me into, like, dude, you're 22. You have no fucking clue what you're talking about. You have no life experience. You're, you're, you're gleaning your argument from shit you've been told in the media. And then they'll come back, oh, it's funny, a 22-year-old has more of a better way of the world works than you. I'm like, no. Like, the thing is, and I try to explain to them, you're going to find out in a few years. The thing is, is right now you fucking think you know how the world works. The difference between me and you is I know how the world works, you know? And trust me, in 20 years, I'm probably going to think the person of me right now saying the same shit is full of shit. But that's the thing is... We don't want to, I think part of it is, is no one wants to tell these people they're full of shit. That's because they've never been told they're full of shit. Their parents raised them to where everything is valid, all their feelings are just as important as the facts, and it's just not the way the world is, okay? It's just not. Half the time, I end up coming back to the same argument with half of these fools, and I go, I'm going to tell you something people your age aren't used to hearing. You're an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, you are being an asshole. You, you make all your crazy arguments you want, but when it gets down to it, you are being an asshole. And I know I'm being an asshole for calling you an asshole, but you don't hear that too often. You need to fucking hear it. Well, you, you know, okay, here's to try to, 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 to get it back to the whole Goodell NFL. and Whether you feel he overreaches or he doesn't, here's the deal. Here's the bottom line, and this is what... Everybody has to learn to accept unless they choose to live outside of the the norms, even past the fringes of society. You have to learn to accept this. Life is not fair. No! All right? You can do everything right. You could go to the right college. You could play the top to where you're the top person on your team. You could keep your nose clean. You could graduate with a 4.0. You could get be number one draft pick. You could you you know the first you're starting as a rookie. You're quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Well, who the fuck have American? I just said them because well, not really. They're not really America's team anymore. But people consider them that. Some people do. All right. And the first time you the ball gets high, you drop back, you get hit. 
and your career's over with a Joe Theismann type hit. Mm-hmm. Life is not fair. Okay, life doesn't care if you're white, black, rich, poor. Death don't give a shit. Life don't give a shit. You can't argue with it, you can't legislate it, and you can't go, well, it's not fair. So we need to come up with new terms for this. I heard one of the greatest things I've ever heard in the last couple weeks, and it is, there is a difference between something, uh, between uh, unfairness and inequity. (laughs) And most of the things we complain about now are things that are unfair, and we're not focusing on the inequities. Well, like they're, they're things that we just want to complain about rather than things that have actual solutions. That's also a problem because that I see is that, and I'm just as guilty of it as as people that I chastise for it. But I, th- I think a lot of it is is that we're no longer solution oriented. No, that's the thing is we're not looking. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to end racism. We don't want to end fucking. Uh, gender inequality. We don't want to end homelessness. Then people won't have shit to complain about. Well, it, you know, okay. We just want to. We just want to go on record that we think it's wrong, like that kind of shit. <laughs> you know. Okay. This is how I. This how, and and to relate it to sports. This is one of my favorite targets, and he will be until he's no longer commissioner of the NHL. Oh, uh, here we go, Mr. Bullshit Batman. Okay, perfect example of just intellectual dishonesty at the top and it trickles down into a sport he's said for years he wants to to phase out fighting to where it's ultimately banned well he'll never ban it but if you get into one fight you're suspended for the season that's basically a ban on fighting mm-hmm. okay he wants to do that for the health and safety of his players in the nhl yet three weeks ago he, he testifies and gives a public statement saying there's no connection between brain injury and cte by the experts that we paid. That's what they found. Yeah, okay. But you're, but you're worried about the health and safety of your players fighting. But you're not worried about the fact that people that you didn't pay to tell you what you wanted them to tell you are, are all in universal agreement that, yeah, there is a connection. Okay, that's the type of shit when I go, he, I've gotten to the point where all I can do is, is use what little bit of a voice I have to go, see this shit? I can't do anything about it by myself. But if enough people get pissed off about it and they want his ass out and they vote with their dollar, his ass will be out. You know, mm-hmm. I just saw a great video on, online. I don't, I don't, I don't, it had Woody Harrelson in it. So I'm assuming it's probably coming from the left a little bit, but I don't really know his politics. I know oh, he's pro, on the left. I know he's pro weed and he's pro, uh, uh, personal freedom, but that can make him a libertarian for all I know. I don't know his, you know, his every political stance he has, but he said one thing that made a lot of sense. He goes, "You don't like the way a corporation's doing things? Stop buying their products. Yeah, they, they will. They are there for one thing: to make a profit. Once their profits are cut because of something they're doing, they will stop doing it." Remember that Occupy bullshit? That's what I was trying to scream at everybody, and I was called a fucking right wing lunatic. Like what? Like. No, if you want to, if you really want to bring these motherfuckers down, well, sell your car. <laughs> yeah, you know, get a bike, but you're still going to be propping up big bike <laughs> if you're really concerned about corporations. You know, I mean, you're going to have to stop using the bank. You're going to have to stop watching cable. You're going to have to stop using fuel. You're going to have to not buy an iPhone. Like, if that's really your agenda, but it wasn't. It was just fucking dudes, people who could 
you know, who it was trust fund kids who didn't have a job or people who fucking had jobs they didn't give a fuck about an excuse to go camp out in New York for two weeks. Well, here's also the problem when it comes, especially when it comes to sports. NFL is still on free TV, mm-hmm. okay, and and everything gets advertised during an NFL game. Mm-hmm. It's no longer man centric. There are fucking no. on ads during a man a, a, a NFL game. There are you know ads directed towards women. That's don't let. If you're an NFL fan, don't think the NFL gives a fuck about breast cancer. The whole reason for the whole pink in October shit is to get women to watch the NFL. You know that shit's been toned down, right? Because they got caught. Uh, that organization got caught uh, not exactly giving all of the money they said they were giving to charity to charity. So you notice there, there's been, I think, pink peaked in like 2010, 2011. And every season thereafter, it's been a little bit less and less each season. Well, there you go. But what I'm saying is it's kind of hard to, 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 to protest them with your dollar. But there is ways to do it. But not enough fans will do it because not enough fans give a shit. And that's ultimately the issue here. The issue is not enough people give a shit. And the problem is is that the people who come in with the social justice shit and they try to impose their will on other, other people... They know not enough people are on their side, so they try to regulate people to their side. Well, usually my problem with those people, too, is I want to be like, can we be honest? You just don't like sports. That's what this is. This is nerds getting back at jocks. Like, if you really want to get down to it, I really think that's what a lot of it is for a lot of those people. It's like, dude, just just tell me you don't like sports, because that's what this is really about. All right? You didn't make a team, or somebody picked on you in middle school or high school, and that's what this is about. Just be, just be honest. Do you know how many non-traditional, aka Big Four sports fans I knew growing up who like off the beaten path sports? Like they love the Olympics, or they love you know the World Cup, or or you know they love horse racing or NASCAR, but they hate all the rest of the sports. And I'm like. Really? Really? I, I understand there are a percentage of people out there who, who really enjoy those sports and just don't enjoy other sports. But you're telling me that... Those are, con- those are contrarians, man. It's like my buddy I got who says he loves soccer. And it's fucking, you know, his, his family's from Scotland and he, you know, he's been there and he claims oh, he loves soccer. And I, every time he talks about it, I'd be like, Mike, stop pretending to like soccer. <laughs> That's what I want to say to him all the time, dude. And I'll say to him, shut up. I've been there. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, because it's, we do it every, we do it every what, few years as a country when the World Cup happens. It's, it's uh, didn't we talk, wasn't one on the first unregimented? We were like, hey, we're pretending to like soccer. It's, it's that time of the year again. Yeah. I mean, I, but, do, I, do have, I do have friends who actually really like soccer, played soccer. What's that? I better not say that too loud. I'm in Portland Timbers country. There's, it's pretty big out here, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's. I have friends who, yeah, they're they're really into soccer and they're legitimate fans, and I have no problem with it. But people like my stepmother always hated. Here's her. Here's what I'm getting at more so than anything. She hates organized sports, but she loves yeah. the Olympics. What the fuck do you think that is? It's <laughs> the most organized sports. That's like determining the best in the world. You yeah, see, her thing is, well, I'll watch ice skating or diving or something to do with, like, where it's an individual. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's still a competition. 
Yes. There's still, still score. There's still winners and losers. Yes. It's just bullshit posturing is what I, I think it really comes down to. And I have no, look, I have no problem with my friends who are like, hey, I don't, I don't watch sports. And I've gotten shit. Like, I, you know, I, for a while, the only thing I, we were supposed to, okay, when I was in a, a band I was, a band I was in, we, we wanted, we were supposed to have a look. And I was like, I'm not dressing up like we're all like, fuck off. They're like, well, could you at least like wear your, like jersey, your jerseys and stuff on stage? Like something that, to where it's, there's a theme. And I'm like, oh my God, fine. Okay. So I end up wearing most of my jerseys on stage. And that's where most, obviously most pictures I was in the band, I was in a jersey. And I had my friends come up to me like, uh, dude, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't think there's anything more gay than walking around with another man's name on your back. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, by the way, how's your Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign going? <laughs> yeah, you know? I know, right? Like seriously, and they knew I could get away with it because I've how's that new both? Batman movie and not fucking women working out for you. Well, I mean, but then again, I'm I'm into Batman and Dungeons and well, not Dungeons and Dragons, but Batman and role playing <laughs> games on computers. And are you also into not fucking women? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was married for a long time, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I so I get that. It just, I'm not a sports fan. I don't like it. I think it's boring, whatever. Like the, the Jay, and, you know, Jay and, and Aaron point of view. It's, it's the rabid non-sports fans that are the annoying assholes. It's like, dude, I'm not all up in your face. I'm a sports fan. Don't be all up in my face with you not being a sports fan. Like, it's the same, same way I view religion. Like, hey, I'm not all up in your face about not being religious. Don't be up, or about me not being religious. You don't be up all in my face about being religious. Same mentality. And sadly, uh, once again, there was a vote. You and I were not allowed to vote for whatever reason. I guess we Why didn't do, have our vote. How do we, we get to these? ID. We got to get to these meetings. But apparently these like, big society votes, we're yeah. not on the list. How so do we, we get on these lists? Asked. If anyone I, out there can let us know how to get on these lists... I think we need like, to start a we need to start a Tumblr page. Is it at Illuminati on Twitter? Do you have Instagram? No, we we need to start a Tumblr page. <laughs> if if that's a thing, I don't know. Uh, we need to come up with our own gender, insist that it's real. Oh um, my god! And then uh, and then, and then, and then we'll get invited to to the, our first meeting. And from there, if if we pass the test, I guess we can see if uh, sports sexuals. God damn it! You know what? But what that's would actually, it be? That's actually a good one. That's what actually, would it be? You, you don't jerk off to porn. You jerk off to a sports center. I can't do that. Well, I don't know. It depends on the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you, you... Usually the anchors I jerk off to are more on in the morning. These, these type of meetings to vote on social issues, you can't objectify women. So you can only jerk off to gender-fluid men. So you're going to have to look for the most girlish-looking... What's that? Let's Max say Kaplan? we're gonna have to we're gonna have to demonize men. Um, being rich is bad. What else? Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like more like of a project for Unregiment coming back on August twentieth. <laughs> Christophermedia.net, iTunes, and Unregiment upon on Twitter. Well, let's just say that to, to wrap everything up here, we've got we've got some very interesting shit. Oh, another person who retired. Lisa, we think he's retiring. It got announced today. He's been, he's been Michael Jordan it all day. He's retiring. It's a medical thing. Now he's retiring again. Let, should we get, let's get a live update. Real-time update of Prince Fielder 
Site Prince Fielder into the Google. 42 minutes. Uh, it's Brad Osmus talking about Fielder as a good teammate. Oh, JV. Uh, ESPN eight hours ago says Prince Fielder's career is most, what's it to say? It's likely over. Today, as of right now on the East Coast, it's Wednesday. But he ESPN, is medically disabled and doctors will not clear him to play. Yeah, uh, so ESPN's reporting that later today and later later Wednesday, he's going to announce his retirement. Which, just to be honest, who didn't see this coming? I mean, I take away his conditioning, take away uh, his performance. I just don't think the gentleman ever had it in him to have a, a, a genuine love of the game and to put it before pretty much everything in his life. And you think he just did it because you think it's like, cause oh, my dad was a doctor. So I'm going to be a doctor. You think it was that? I think it was, I'm good at it. It's going to make me a lot of money. And then if I play my cards right, it'll set me up for the rest of my life, me and my family. And there might've been some daddy issues there because I know that him and it's, it's, I don't know how it is outside of Detroit when it comes to Cecil and Prince Fielder, but here in Detroit, it's a very poorly kept secret that there was issues with the two two men well into Prince's adulthood. And maybe, you know, hey, dude, daddy and mommy issues have fueled a lot of things in, in the history of the world. And maybe he wanted to prove to his pops, you know, look, I can be a better player than you ever were. I can reach heights that you couldn't dream of. Now, if he is, here's the, here's the irony, though. If that's really how he felt, and if he's really retiring for good tomorrow, him and his dad are both retiring with the exact same amount of home runs. Ha! Yeah. So. Wah, wah. Um, but, yeah, the, the reason I say I just, I don't think Fuck that, you, Dad. I'm just as good as you. Well, I guess that could be kind of fuck you. Like, hey, man. Hey, oh, man. I did it just, you know. It, you know, Mac Ragham, you didn't get better than me. He's like, I didn't get worse. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I, I can make for awkward holidays for the next decade. One of the reasons I say that I, I don't think he was 100% in the game is his comments after that uh, 2012 World Series. You know, hey, man, I got kids. And that it's ran like, him out of town like, pretty what, much. What, what the fuck does that even mean? They're asking you about your performance on the field, and he's going to try to play it like there's bigger things in the world. Of course there's bigger things in the world. There's people starving and, and being bombed and killed all over the world as you played your little fucking silly game. What the fuck does that have to do with your job? And that's what you're being asked about. I mean, that's to me, I was like, eh, that's a big red flag. That's a big red flag. I mean, he could have just as easily just said no comment. He could have pulled a Chris Webber. Get the fucking cameras out of my face. Came back a couple days later like, look, I was upset. I'm sorry. I, sh I handled it wrong. You know, I just didn't want to talk at the moment. I realized it's my job to talk. That's why I'm here now. I'm here to correct that mistake. Be more than happy to answer any questions you have now. That's all, had, everybody. that's all he had to do. And everybody in Detroit would have understood. Because He'd probably be retiring in that D had he not made those comments. I'll tell you what, though. Right now, Dombrowski, that's the best one-for-one -one trade that he ever made. Prince for uh, Ian, Ian Kinsler. I mean, before it was uh, Urbina for Polanco because Polanco came here and was a massive cog in the machine that was the late 2000, early uh, 2010 Tigers. Isn't Urbina the guy that went on to kill his wife? Yeah, and Urbina went overseas and, and 
macheted and a guy and then burned a guy alive. Oh so, yeah, and when his wife is it's, it's just a dude, but still, yeah. So Dabrowski's looking pretty good for those two trades right there. So you know, if I'm the Red Sox, I'm like, hope there's some magic <laughs> left in his fucking phone when it comes to trading deadline. So uh, I, I don't know. Well, it already happened, right? It happened a couple weeks ago. With no, just the trading deadline. Oh yeah, but it's the MLB trading deadline. You can still what does it make? Make trades as long as they're on the forty-man roster, and they can pet and they can clear waivers. Then they can be traded. Blah blah blah. I dude, it's the the, the MLB post-trade deadline pre. Uh, oh yeah, and they have to be on your postseason roster if if they if they do clear waivers and make the trade. It's it's so convoluted, and it's like oh my god, just move the trading deadline if you want to do it that way. Yeah, I know, right? But it's. It's not the way sports work. It's never. It's. It's. We we were long past the days of sports. Why do they have a trading sense. deadline? I think that sucks. I've always thought that sucked. Yeah, keep it interesting. <laughs> Quite honestly. So you you want to go right before the day before the playoffs start? A team just unload all its superstars into another team that's going to be going into the playoffs. Maybe as like the second wild card. Because I think it's the principle of like if you think about it. Like, um, this might be coming out of left field for a lot of people, might to you, but it's the same principle how if you had no minimum wage, the market would balance it out, like, because people just wouldn't work for $3 an hour. If you offer $3 an hour, no one would work for you, like that kind of thing. So I think that kind of mentality would come into play of, because salary caps are still there, right? Like, I agree with salary caps, uh, personally, but, uh... That's going to come into play. It's it's going to be how the 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 same reason uh, the the Red Wings can no longer build a fucking Stanley Cup. That those kind of principles are going to come in because teams are going to figure it out. Well, I can't afford to sign all these dudes at this time, and then you know with all the because agents will get into the game too, and so, you know what I'm saying. Like I I honestly think they would keep each other. They would keep itself in check. Personally, because payrolls and budgets would just get blown and spent, and it teams would start operating in the black or in the red. Like, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know about all that, dude. Just to be honest with you. I, eh, I, I don't. I don't think that would happen. I think what would happen would would be a lot of you'd have a lot of teams because with the salary cap, you've got teams that have learned how to exploit it, and they look for the loopholes. And the first thing they do is, like, okay, in the NHL, they start signing players to ridiculously long contracts and then offloading players halfway through the contract. That way, they're not taking the cap hit now, but they're taking the cap hit later. But then they get rid of them before the cap hit. And then, okay, well, now that, you know, like, a perfect example. They tr- we traded, Detroit traded Pavel Datsuk's contract to the, sure Arizona, to the Arizona Coyotes. They traded a piece of paper. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's house money, because is, the Coyotes are the team that the NHL is running right now. Like the, the NHL, I believe, is currently the owners of the Arizona Coyotes. Is this still that way? I, I believe that's still how it's going on. Because when I found that out, I was like, "Oh, that's why Arizona is just pretty much everyone's dumping ground because the league will take the hit." Well, you know, basically, what I'm getting at is that you have teams that have figured out 
to work around the, the salary cap. And then you have teams who are just, they're magical at working the salary cap. Not necessarily working around it, just working with it. Teams who, like, perfect example, switching sports, but it's same principle, Patriots. You know, if you really, if you really want to throw them in there, you could say the same thing about the Steelers. Steelers are in it more than they're out of it. You know, come the last four weeks of the season, Steelers are still in the playoff picture more than they're not. In, in hockey, I mean, if you just looked at the stats on paper, you'd say Red Wings, but really, by the skin of their teeth, they've been making the playoffs, and hockey's a different animal. Hockey, you know, 16 teams make the playoffs. So, you know, half the fucking league. So Pavel Datsuk's picture comes up for the Arizona Coyotes rice roster. <laughs> he's fucking, yeah. he's, he's in Russia. But yeah, home. I I don't know. Well, they, uh, that's that's God. That's just such a clusterfuck. Salary caps and 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 minimal spending and this and that. It's just like, look, you know, to to me, the to, you want to do it this way, do what they do in baseball. Okay, here's here's you can spend up to this much, and you have a luxury tax after that, and that gets split amongst every other team that's not paying a luxury tax, and then you. Mm-hmm. And you have to spend a minimum amount to keep a competitive team on the field. You can't pull a major league and put a bunch of fucking double-A players out there. Because the bottom line is, something I've had to learn over 39 years, life ain't fair, and the haves are always going to have it more than the have-nots. Every once in a while, the have-nots will squeak on in, but the haves are always going to be there at the bowl first. That's mm-hmm. just, just, like in the movie, just like in the movie Moneyball, Billy Bean said it. At least it was accredited to him in the book and in the movie that, you know, you have the elite teams, middle-of-the-road teams, 50 feet of shit, and then us and a few other teams. And we got to figure out a way to work our way into the middle of the pack and then be at the top of the middle of the pack to even have a fighting chance. So, mm-hmm. I, it's I, in a perfect world, I guess, politics and economics wouldn't play in the sports. The minute the first player said... I'm going to negotiate my contract. That stopped. Mm-hmm. So, the world we live in now for the entertainment we enjoy. Yeah, man. Oh, well, so that's a good note to go out on. We'd miss it. Anything else we want to talk about? And we could discuss the fact that fucking the NFL had to cancel its fucking Hall of Fame preseason game. I know, what, right? What the fuck was so wrong with that field that they had to cancel that game? The only thing I caught was and i tried to read something about it was there was something about it the field being too hard or somebody called it they said it was like playing maybe it was too sticky or i don't know they, they said it was like playing on tar so i don't know what that meant because it's gonna be tar i think of asphalt because but, dude, you know, I, i've watched it it'd be a problem yeah but i also mm-hmm. watched enough fucking documentaries that in philly at the old vet that was literally concrete with astroturf put over top of it the vet mm-hmm. ended so many players' careers. There was rips in the in the in the astroturf. They get their fucking cleats stuck. They twist their knee. Good night. That's it. Enjoy your retirement. You know, guys mm-hmm. get slammed, separated shoulder. You know, twice broken collarbone. Pretty much can't fix it to where you can play again. Have a nice one. So what the mm-hmm. fuck are they doing out there in Canton? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Buddy Rob was like, "What's this schoolyard baby bullshit?" <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like why are they canceling that game? I was like, I know it was on Sunday. Like I, my day ended early. It's all geared up. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get fucking stoned and watch football games. 
nope, no, I am not. I was like, you fucking clowns, what's, what's, what's going on now? <laughs> you know, like, is this a harbinger for this season? Is this, is, is this the kind of fuckery we can expect from the NFL this year? It better not be, dude. It better fucking not be. That is supposed to be our first goddamn taste of football, and you took it away from us, man. And there's no plans to make it up. What are we going to do now? We got to wait till the first week of preseason? That's some... And then, like... Oh, actually, doesn't it start this week or next week? It's this week, I believe. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Getting hard just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I loved is when I sat down, I sat down a half hour before it was supposed to be kickoff, turned out, you know, ordered ordered some food. I'm like, okay, I got my got my drink, I got my pizza, I got my big screen TV. Exactly, I was like, down, let's do this. Bam, canceled. And then I start hearing ESPN bitching about, it's going to cost the NFL $4 million in refunds for tickets. And I'm like, I don't give a oh! fuck about $4 million to the NFL. Do you think the NFL gives a fuck about $4 million? Fuck yeah, out of here. You gave America blue balls. Congratulations, NFL. You gave an entire country blue balls. That same thing at Chinese food, at a fresh new oil cartridge. It's like, yeah, hey, here we go. Nope. Thanks for coming out. See you next weekend. (laughs) Welcome to four weeks of football that don't matter. I mean, yeah, it's football on, but, I mean, we we all know what's going on. (laughs) You know? Game three is the closest thing that matters. Yeah, because that's dress rehearsal for the bench, or for the starters. Yep, so, I don't know, I'm just excited that, and I... I, Probably the only one out of us two, but I'm just excited that Hard Knocks is coming back because I love Hard Knocks. I got to start uh, watching uh, the GF has HBO Go, so there you go. Fucking I guess better hold, I, better hold on my, to that shit. Do my sporty homework. My my bootleg fucking login went away. It put on its boots and walked. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had to go the legit route. I was hey. like, really? $15 a month for HBO? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Like, what? Showtime's only 10 bucks. All right, then, man. I will right. talk to you later, bud. Peace. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net